welcome to another episode of FW Presents, the anthology show for the Fine Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Kelly, and joining me is my pal, Tom Panneries. Hi, Tom. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, we're here for this show called Geek Fitness 4 Mental Health 2. That's very complicated. I'm sorry that the title is so so ungainly, but it is uh, part of the ongoing series that we've had uh, as part of the FW Presents thread, which is the focusing on geek fitness. Uh, previously, Gene Hendricks and I talked about physical fitness, and then back in November, uh, Tom and I did an episode on mental health, which is, of course, just as important in terms of your fitness regimen as, as physical health, and uh, the response was actually very, very positive to that show, both in the comments and then in private emails that we got, and so we had talked about maybe doing another one, and so here we are to sort of check in with each other and check in with all of you about how you're managing uh, your mental health in this stage. So, uh, Tom, the, the episode that we did was back mm-hmm. in November of 2019. Luckily, nothing bad has happened since then. No. I mean, I, I think you and I are both pretty good, right? We, we just <laughs> sign off pretty quickly. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't feel like a decade ago. <laughs> I, when I opened up the, 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 uh, the website to look and see when we did the last episode, I was like, November, I'm like, ah, we were such innocent babes back then. <laughs> the world was, was fine. Yes, we had a Nazi president and we still do now. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the world wasn't cracking apart at the seams like it seems to uh, in the last couple of months. I'm, I'm laughing, but what else can I do with well, this? Well, I just I remember you and I recorded back in 2016. We covered all the president's men That's for my right. show. Right, we did. And I deliberately we recorded. I want to say like October. It was before it was before election day because oh, I released it God. on election day because oh, it was God. I did it on purpose. It would, but it, like I had, I have not gone back and listened to it. I think I might have listened to it, you know, after it came out because I I do that at least once with every show to record just to make sure I didn't there wasn't any huge like mistake that I missed in editing. But I remember listening to it. And I was just it was just a it, it was a really really rough time post election. But it was just like us talking about this thing. It's like little did they know. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Uh, one thing we can be sure of, Tom, that we will have a female president by the time this episode airs, right? There's no way narrator. that's not going to happen. They didn't, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, narrator, they were wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Um, we're, again, we're here to talk about mental mental health, which is uh, obviously uh, paramount on, on – to, to everybody and 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 the world has just thrown everybody a series of dick punches in mm. the last couple of months um and and we're you know i don't know i mean tom and i don't have like a whole lot of like sort of ideas prepared sort of i mean it's just more of like like what have we been doing to deal with this and so i want to catch everybody up as to what has been going on in in my life uh just a little bit i mean obviously mm-hmm. i'm recording all the time and so is tom we're constantly putting out podcasts and we're covering other things i mean you're talking with stella about great literature or you're talking about you know your series you did on the berlin wall uh, yeah. and then i or say by the bell and then i'm you know i'm talking about comic books and bob dylan yeah. but at the same time you know the 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 stuff starts to come in through the cracks of it where you can hear what's going on in, in our individual lives. And, you know, outside of uh, the pandemic, which has been its own crazy set of circumstances. And then of course, all the stuff going on with uh, the protests uh, and, 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 you know, I, I will admit, like, I have to say like, as a, as a, I sound horribly naive and I'm owning that as like, as a, as a white person, you know, acting like this has just become a problem is absurd. Obviously it's been a huge problem forever, yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, how uh, black people are treated by the police and and how we have to reform the police, but obviously to the point where people are just they've had enough. And there, I will admit, there was a couple of weeks there where I was not able to sleep because mm-hmm. I was watching Twitter feeds and seeing videos of you know protesters getting their heads cracked open by these groups of people that are ostensibly supposed to be keeping us safe, but are dressed like stormtroopers and yeah. were committing. And it, there was points where I just, I just would be laying in bed like, <sighs> and, and while I never have, I've never really had a whole lot of doubts about the, the, the worthwhileness of, of what I spend a lot of my time doing, naming, namely podcasts. There was times where I was like, am I contributing? What, what am I doing? You know, I mean, what am I doing? I mean, do you ever have anything like that? Oh, yeah. 
um, especially of the last couple weeks where, um, you know, I don't have a, I have a blog and podcast that is, it's light. It's never really, if I get heavy, it's like personal, but at the same time, it's never really, you know, issue driven or anything like that. It's, it's very nostalgic and it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, it ain't crap, you know, which is fun because, you know, that's, that's what I, you know, it's a, it's an escape and, and I really, really enjoy it. But I was sitting there thinking about a lot of these things and like, and you do get to that, that point, you hit that point where you're like, you know, it seems really, really just disingenuous for me to do what I've been doing. Um, and I'm also the type who will, I will keep my mouth shut in the hopes that I, cause I don't want to, I don't want to seem like I'm hogging a spotlight from somebody else. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's kind of always, that's kind of been my, the, the way I tend to operate in, in situations like this. Um, because I tend to be the person who goes in thinking that I don't know enough to really say anything. So I'd rather sit and listen and, and read and, and educate myself. Um, I think I did post one blog entry on pop culture affidavit because that was regarding the fact that, about I think it was that a week ago as of recording this, or two weeks ago as of recording this, uh, the brand the the parent companies of a few brands that have racist mascots announced they were finally going to do something about this. Like Aunt Jemima was the big one. I can't and, believe that's uh, still a thing. Yeah, well, that was the thing. It was like people were like, you know, and there were some people who were like flipping out over it. Oh, and, and, and we were like, and I'm sitting there going, and and for me, it was the, and enough for me that I didn't flip out over this, but the thing I wrote about was the cream of wheat um, box. And because it was just one of those things where like, because I've been eating cream of wheat since I was a kid. And I'm like, and I was like, yeah, that guy's still on the box. And then I looked at the, the background of the character because it was just a black guy in a chef's hat. And, um, and I was like, oh, this is like <laughs> really racist. <laughs> um, so I wrote about like, you know, like just kind of like – so that's like the one contribution I felt like I made because I was like, you know what? This is um, – this should have been changed years ago and it's interesting to see how – a people flip out of it, out of it, or B how sometimes like they water they will water they watered some of those characters down to the point where they they made them innocuous, but they didn't re- without realizing that like no this is still a symbol of of what people found offensive. I I think with um, and somebody actually I follow on Twitter had said like you should have all been you should have all been eating real maple syrup for years anyway because uh, <laughs> that was the other thing of like I've been eating anjomima syrup and like decades because I started eating like, you know, using actual maple syrup, but that's beside the point. The point being that we have these, um, uh, just the, the things that, that have been, that have the, the side effects that have come out of this into popular culture. It was right around the same time people were flipping their lids about gone with the wind being dropped from HBO max for like a hot second. So they could get an intro recorded for it saying, this is the context of it. And people acting like you've taken away their binky or something. Oh, it's the, 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 the re, it's the reactionary stuff that really gets to me because I'm looking at this going, um, that's the a, hill you're going to die on. Really? Yeah, well, it's, it will be and be like, do you really sit there for four hours and watch this movie and, <laughs> and see like, do you right. again, like, but there's, but again, the, this is something I wrote into, um, to questions, to no answers. And Donovan Morgan Grant, and Harrison shoot just did an episode about all this about gone with the wind, like a couple weeks ago where it's like, uh, the way that movie really does hold up that, like, it's almost like a fetish for like this image of an antebellum South Yeah, that you and I being from now I'm living in Virginia now, but you and I being from an area where, you know, which is not ensconced in that because we're both from the, the tri-state area, the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, tri-state area, it's a whole different thing. Like, you know, we kind of look at this, this weird lens of, um, of like, you know, what's up with these people. But, but even then, like, I remember just reading about it and talking to a few people privately about how, how we as, as Northerners to use lack of a better word have always, it's almost like we've unconsciously used the, the, the outright racism in the South, like through the civil rights movement to shield ourselves from the fact that people up where we grew up are just as horrible. And, and so there's been a lot of that, like where, where I, you know, I, I've been sitting here and like, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, well, do I really want to write about this or whatever? And, and sometimes I like, sometimes I'll just write some stuff out and it never gets put online because I'm like, I just need to get this out of my head. Right. Um, and sometimes with the podcasting, it's like, well, I have this scheduled, so let me just, you know, it's almost like it can go to automatic mode and 
you know, it's like me taking an hour off, um, and, and the, however long it takes me to edit, uh, something, but like looking at all this and reading it and I'm, and, and it, there's a lot of conversations that are going on with me and my friends and things or people I know and, or, or just reading where we are really coming to terms with things that we didn't realize. And maybe it's because though everything had stopped prior to this, that we have this, we have all this time to do it. I, I don't know why this time, as opposed to, was it 20, when did, when was Ferguson? 2015? I think so. Something. Yeah. Or, or, or like, why didn't we have this conversation in 92 or 93, you know, or it was 92 when Rodney came, you know, like, like why now? So that was, that was one of the other things. We didn't have social media in 92, 93. That's a huge, the the Ferguson thing is a little different, but for 92, 93, it's because there just wasn't these videos available to watch. And you say, you know, yeah, you guys can talk as much as you want about why, you know, that we're, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not overreacting to protesters. And then you see videos and you're like, yeah, they're just cracking people's skulls, you know, like, so you, you can bullshit all you want, but I'm seeing it from my own eye. I see it in my own eyes. Like that's what's yeah. going on. So yeah, and then and then you have the the then as as a, as a person who's like privileged enough to be sitting at home and, and watching all this, you're like, okay, well, what can I do? You know, um, as is it is it supporting a, a business that's black owned? Is it donating to a particular cause and things like that? So you are trying to you know if if you're really really thinking hard about being an ally, that's something that is 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 occupying you not weighing on you but like occupying you to make sure that you're doing this right so that you're not you know taking the microphone from somebody else so to speak yeah i mean like this and this i i as i as i'm about to describe it i know how completely like lame ass this sounds but like you know like i i started to think like well do i want to comment on on what's going on in like any of my shows and then like of all the ones i do like the the pod dylan would be the most natural Mm-hmm. forum for that because obviously you know he has spoken out about the, these issues for, for 60 years uh you know through both uh you know his songs and his direct speeches or whatever and and you know i was like well i, I mean i part of it is the the, the how podcasts get prepared i mean i'm like a couple of weeks ahead on some of these shows i'm like well do i go back and edit something in and then I, like you I don't want to be like a dilettante about it and just sort of stumble my way through some sort of dumbass comment in in a yeah. desperate attempt to sound uh, you know uh, that I'm paying attention or whatever and like one of the things I did was like uh, one of something I do every day on the the Pod on Twitter feed is like I I post uh, like a lyric uh, mm. two or three lines from a song that's uh, and and generally it's something having to do with my mood that moment it has generally something to do with what's going on in my personal life and that's that's the vastness of his material that I can always find something is when these guys written 500 songs you can find something for every occasion and for like a week I was just posting lyrics about racial injustice and again I know just hearing myself that just sounds so weak such weak sauce but it made me feel like a little better in that I was signaling to the people that follow Pod Dylan that was like, hey, I'm aware of this. I'm not just doing my show and being like, hey, everything's just everything's all the same. Now let's talk about the times you're changing. It was like, no, I'm aware of what's going on and I'm as disgusted by it as anybody else. And of course, that's worried about it, too, because I'm using someone else's words to express mm-hmm. my feelings, which is always a little, you know, a little worried about that, too. But, yeah, I, I, I have made a bunch of donations to charities that I thought like there was like the, the, the Brooklyn bail fund, which mm-hmm. bails out protesters. I made a donation to black lives matter. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it is one of those things where I'm like, am I someone who is inclined to go to a protest? Not really. Partly because I'm just kind of chicken shit in that, in that regard. Same here. Part of it is I am worried about being in a crowd during a pandemic. I mean, there is well, that, that, the there is that too. Yeah. Um, but I am just like, well, all right, let me – and that is how I'm sort of assuaging my my guess, guilt or fear a little bit of like what mm-hmm. we're trying to do to, to, to make this world a better place. And look, for those of you listening, uh, I, look, I, th- th- there isn't any – I don't think anybody listening to this um, is under any illusions about where Tom's politics are and where my politics are. And there is a part of me that has a sort of weird – it's not a fatalism, but it's a sort of um, – I can't think of the word, but like to me, I'm like basically 
nothing will get better until we completely rip out the Republican Party from every level of power in this country. Yeah. That's it. And so I'm almost like November. It's November. That's it. The, you know, like, I mean, there's that thing about, vo- you know, people say, oh, voting is important. Well, then why is the Republican Party sh- trying so hard to not let you do it? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that to me, that gives the game away. You know, yeah. I mean, well, obviously voting is pretty important because they don't want you to do it. And so to me, I'm like, look, protests are great and donations are great. And this is – and I will say these protests have moved the needle in a way that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but at the same time, I'm like as long as this group of of awful people are in charge, we will not get anything done. And so to me, it's like focus on – voting them out from stem to stern because short of that everything else is just kind of nibbling at the edges yeah and i've seen a lot of that being effective more um in the last few years at least where around where i am where there's been more local elections that people are showing up for than right. they have been in the past because um Virginia's election cycle is such that you have the the year following the presidential election, we have a gubernatorial election. And it really is a party election because the Virginia governor cannot run for a consecutive term. So you're always voting for two different people. Uh, you know, every every four years, and then then you have the midterms, and then the the year before the presidential election is all local and uh, state legislature offices. It's it's you know, and it's usually the least attended one. And last year it was a lot more than usual. Um, I think one thing that um, it's almost like we all have to go back and take government class. Um, one thing that we have to, as as people who want to be part of a movement in this regard need to be aware of is the maddening slowness of government and especially bureaucracy. I'm watching people get really uh, upset at my local school board because they're moving at like a glacial pace when it comes to figuring out how we're going to move next school year. And that's something that I think a lot of people are rightfully frustrated with and they, you know, they elect in a bunch of people and then there's roadblocks and red tape and more roadblocks and stuff. And it's part of it is the system is set up to prevent that from happening. The system is set up to support the, the, the power structure, but it's also just, it's just the, the, the fact of bureaucracy. So you, you have to, you have to learn to a want to try to see what you can do to change the system, but you also have to remember to be patient and persevere through these things. Not because like, you know, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, some old man adult saying like, oh, you have to be patient. Progress takes a time. It's just that you have to you have to have the patience to persevere through like just the sludge that is government and how long it takes to get things done legislatively or even civically um, because it's just how things operate. And then looking at like, you know, again, like, can you change those operations and things like that? So that's been on my mind a lot lately as well, but yeah, you're right. And, but like November is just going to be really, really important. And, um, and I, and I try not to lash out at my friends who are screaming protest vote mainly because they're, because they're in New York Mm -hmm. and, it doesn't matter right. if they right. protest the vote, but I'm in I'm in a state that Clinton barely won a couple of the last election cycle, right. and Obama won pretty well. Yeah, uh, yeah, the two ones before it, but prior to that, it was a you know I it I don't remember the last time you know prior to that they they Bush took this state twice I think um, I don't know about the Clinton years, uh, but like you know Reagan took it you know so I mean so it's it was Virginia Virginia is very purple yeah. Uh, so we, we have to we have to look out for that. And I'm in a congressional district that is like one of those crazy gerrymandered ones where, you know, I'm in a very blue part of it, but it stretches from like the top to the bottom of the state. And so much of it is GOP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so just paying attention, paying attention to that. My thing has been, um, you know, giving money where I can, you know, yeah. um, uh, and uh, what I can afford. But uh, also like um, looking up. Trying to just – this is, this is in, in tandem with kind of getting out from under like automatically going to Amazon to order things. So like we're for books especially. So I found a couple of, of black-owned bookstores in the D.C. and Virginia area that I order a few books from. And then I have a really, really good local bookstore here. Um, and I know the owner. So I'm like – you know, so it's become like if I want to order a book, I should – you know, I'm just going to try to shop more local and shop more, you know, 
diversify my selections rather than, you know, the, <laughs> the company store, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. And you made a point in our previous mental health episode about how capitalism is just killing us that's the other thing too i I mean it's like until that's fixed you're you're again you're kind of nibbling at the edges because yeah yeah well and i think we're really seeing it especially lately um you know with with this but also with the winter the business is going to reopen and these people like flipping out about masks like all this stuff is like there's so much profit driven that's you know and whether or not the economy is going to recover from this it's like you know people there are like a hundred and something thousand people are dead and you're, you know, is Wall Street going to bounce back? Like, I, could, I couldn't give a shit less. We need to sacrifice grandma to make sure people's 401k stock portfolios are, are beefed up. Yeah. 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 So, and, and this is the, so, and I think one of the things that, that is going to overwhelm a lot of people is that you have the pandemic, you have that. And then in our geek circle, um, I know you are active on Twitter as well. I don't know how many comics people you follow, but people just started speaking out in the last as of this, we're, we're recording this at the end of June for anybody listening, the end of June, 2020 for anybody listening in the far flung future of, you know, August, uh, cause it's <laughs> going to feel that long. Uh, <laughs> yes. we're recording this about a week, week and a half after, um, just thread after thread and piece after piece about like, uh, male comics creators. I know Warren Ellis came up, Cameron, I don't want to get the name wrong. It's Cameron Stewart. Cameron Stewart, yeah. And, um, and then the, the guy who was running the head of the uh, CBLDF, Legal Defense Fund, yeah. And it was just like and, – and this was this was just an echo of what we were seeing um, in, in other parts of the entertainment industry over the last few years. But it was stories about you know the way they would harass female comic creators, um, <sighs> the, the really abhorrent practice of grooming. Oh, yeah. You know, because, because over the last – couple of decades you've had more women enter the comics field and make a name for themselves than when we were younger you know when when we were when i was collecting in the early 90s it was ramona freedom was still kind of hanging around um and doing some stuff but like you know there was louise simonson joe duffy joe duffy uh and nascenti dan nascenti jill thompson cynthia martin and you know um you know a few other people here and there but like you know um but now you have just you have a whole like section of the store so to speak just with with female creators and they're doing superheroes and they're doing young adult and they're doing all sorts of different stuff and it's and um it a lot of it is really really good but there's all this gatekeeping especially under the the traditional comics industry banner with like dc marvel and image and dark horse dark horse was another one it was uh somebody who worked with mike mignola on 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 uh, Hellboy or something. I can't remember the name. Or, um, but so I'm, and Brian Wood's name came up as well. And I was just like, so we're seeing a lot of that. And, you know, and, and it goes along with um, how much do I, now, how much do I look around at my comic collection? I'm like, you know, you know, I, some of these guys have my money <laughs> yeah. with a matter of speaking. Like, you know, I have, you know, granted I bought a lot of this secondhand, but like I was looking around, I'm like, you know, I have a ton of trade paperbacks with Brian Wood's name on them on my bookshelves because, you know, one or two series that looked really good. And I'm like, do I just, should I just put those on eBay? You know, like, so you're, you're thinking about those, like, you know, you know, like I have granted, I have maybe like three things by Warren Ellis. I was never that huge of a fan. Um, but in the same way that like I was playing Nintendo the other day and I looked over at my DVD shelf and I'm like, Oh wow. I forgot. I still have a copy of Braveheart, even though Mel Gibson is an awful human being. <laughs> That's something we all can agree on. Yeah. Well, it's something <laughs> Mel fandom... Gibson's an awful human being. Oh God. Yeah. But it's something that fandom's kind of wrestling with too. Like you know, we we are still wrestling with that, and it it, it it's it cycles out. And um, you know, we we as fans, you know, the creators, I think, are on a different level because a lot of them worked with these people who were the victims of these awful people, and in some cases, uh, they didn't know this person was doing this. And it's you know, but they but they support the they support their victims. But in the other case, it's like you know, us as fans, it's like you know. A lot of us are, you know, I know it, it sounds like we're being too precious about it, but a lot of us are dealing with the fact that we are like, you know, we supported a lot of these people for years. And I think that's another thing. It's just that, that cognitive dissonance that comes with it. It's like, you know, we don't have to, we're not, we, it's easy for us to turn around and say, you know what, I'm never going to, like, I'm never going to see a Brian Singer film ever again for <laughs> 
the rumors I've heard. I stopped watching. Well, I stopped watching. I don't think the world is either. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's kind of ruined his career by his yeah. actions. But but yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I stopped watching this movie years ago, and I've never seen a Woody Allen film. And you know, and I'm not going to. But like with this, it's like you know who. <laughs> It's easy to say from this point on, but then like, you know, how do we process the the guilt we start to feel about the fact that we've supported these people for years? And it's kind of it's kind of along the lines of like, you know, the stuff that we've talked about, like how complicit have we been with all the all the things that people have gone through? Yeah. Women, black people, like you know, and and you know, but then again, it's you do it a lot of it internally because putting it out there online, it's disingenuous to what people are actually fighting about and struggling with. Well, I, there's uh, there's two different things I want to I want to mention. One is related to what you're talking about in terms of gatekeeping, and this isn't comic book mm-hmm. related. But uh, I over on again over on on Pod Dylan, I have a frequent guest uh, who is one of my favorite people in the world. I love her to death. She's just a great person, and but she has unfortunately been told by a lot of male Bob Dylan fans, "Shut up!" Because Ugh. and 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 you know that that's a whole other thing. Of like, I don't get how you can be like a conservative Bob Dylan fan. Like, what are you listening to? But but aside from that, to me, I'm like, okay, in my small way, then here's something I can do where I can use the platform that I have to give voice to someone who is often told, be quiet. Because simply because they're a female, uh, and so I'm like, okay, that is some tiny, tiny little thing that I can do uh, that 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 I think you know helps push back that notion of male gatekeeping in that particular arena of of fandom, and then also it does make me feel better in terms of my own mental health. It makes me feel better. And then the other thing I wanted to mention, just winding back to a point that you you mentioned a little while ago. In terms of like something you can do for your mental health and and to make yourself feel better. And again, your mileage may vary. But something that I do is like I I am done. I've been done for a long time. But I am done uh, hearing the opinions of people that are in any way, you know, yay Donald Trump. I'm done. <laughs> and if you're and, – and I mean I have on Twitter, I have a one-strike rule. If I see something on Twitter, if I see somebody, you know, right on their Twitter feed, not at me, but somebody who's a follower or even not even a follower, just somebody that I see who and they are like hashtag MAGA, I'm like, okay, block. And they're gone. They're gone. They're out of my life because that's not what I'm on social media for. I'm not interested in seeing these people's opinion. And this relates to something that I've – something has been sticking in my craw for a while is that we, we like to hear – they love to throw the whole thing about that liberals live in a bubble, right? You live in your bubble. That you're, you're you're you only you know that that they love throwing that canard at, at people yeah. like us. And my view of that is, I don't think I live in a. I think you live in a bubble if you think that your opinion is what everyone's opinion is. That's living in a bubble. I don't think that my opinion is what everyone thinks, but I also don't want to see people that are yay white power. You know what I mean? It's like that's not living in a bubble. I know those people are out there, and you have to adjust accordingly. But I also don't want to hear them. I don't not interested in those people's opinions because I think those opinions are completely invalid and horrible. So I'm like, all right, they're just gone from all my various feeds. Now there are some people that could argue it's important to see what quote unquote the enemy is saying, so you know what. They're, but I'm like, ah, eh, they're kind of the same people that they were 50 years ago. It's white people, white people, white people, and it, you know, I'm just, all right, I'm just interested. And so for my own personal mental health, that helps me of just like, all right, I'm just blocking those people out. I don't care. I don't care what they have to say because it to me it's all invalid, and that makes that makes me less anxious on any given day. Yeah, I, I I've been I've been slowly doing that. Uh, I'm not as active in doing that as I should be, but I've been doing that, especially on Facebook more and more on Twitter. You know, I've I've found myself either muting somebody, maybe yeah. not blocking them, but muting them or unfollowing them because um, I have a Twitter feed of my own that is actually locked and private right. that. You know, um, I have, I have like five, just like you, um, <laughs> five. <laughs> well, I have three of them for the sake of, of podcasting and blogging, but I have two. One is a, one is a personal one. And then one is a really just associated with my career as a teacher. So, you know, so it tends to be very education centered, sure. but the, um, yeah, but I'm kind of the same way where I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'll, I'll mute the opinion because, and, and you're right. There are some people who are, who are kind of like, well, you know, I, you know, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And I'm like, but my retort to that tends to be, if I want to see what those people are thinking and if I'm curious about it, I will 
I will go wildly against, available. It's wildly available, and I can go against my advice for anything regarding social media and the news, and I can go to my local news TV station or newspaper and just go to one of their Facebook stories that has to deal with this and just read the comments because they're in there. It's like it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, look at all these racist people in my area. I mean, because I mean, like there are ways to, there are ways to seek it out just to see what it is, or you know, um, that is not through the filter of. Um, of the bubble, because sometimes we do get get it filtered through the uh, the more liberal blogs and things like that, in a sort of like look at this horrible stuff. Not that it's not horrible, but like if you really do kind of want to see it in the wild, you have to seek it out. But you shouldn't subject it yourself to it because um, I think we can all see our the way our moods can decline if we're yes. scrolling for too long. Yes. Or, uh, I yes. heard somebody refer to it recently as doom scrolling like Ooh. you know yeah and, and i think sometimes we do that and we it's almost we're not looking to get angered by it but there's like a, a like an unconscious desire to like see all the conflict or something it's it's almost car accident like and you keep thinking you're going to hit the end yeah like it'll st- and then it just doesn't yeah. you know it just yeah. keeps going and then you're you're like oh and you know yeah. when then you find yourself on your fourth hour of scrolling looking at the most horrible uh, things humanity has to offer. How does that not impact on your brain? I mean, how can it not? Well, the other thing is, is it, it's so instantaneous, and that's the thing I think that's really done a disservice. Um, I go back to one of my favorite books of all time, which is Fahrenheit 451, and there's a scene where the main character, who has just really started to rebel, consciously rebel, and he's talking to uh, Montag's talking to. Professor Faber, who's this retired English professor. Well, he's not even retired. He just lost his job because they banned books. And he says, you know, we need uh, we need the freedom to read and absorb, learn the information. We need the time to process it, and then we need the ability to work to, to act on it. And it's that second thing that I keep I've kept coming back to in the last few weeks: the idea that we need to be able to have the time to process these things that we're learning and thinking about. And a lot of people don't, they just, they are, we're so attuned to this because of the 24 hour news cycle. And because of the instantaneous nature of Twitter and Facebook, we're so used to just this, like, if I don't say something now, if I don't react to it now, I'm somehow not doing this right. And it's like, no, we can, we need to teach ourselves to be patient and like really, really learn and absorb things in a way that's more long form than we're, then we're allowing ourselves, um, which is something I've been working on just professionally because I'm working on a lot of summer development regarding anti-racist teaching and literature and things like that. So I'm doing a lot of that right now, just kind of behind the scenes. Mm. And I will say I've talked about this last episode as far as a mental health thing. And I want to I want to grab anybody who's posting these sort of like, what was me? I'm the white guy posts and threads of like, go buy a journal. <laughs> <laughs> You have these thoughts. I know you want to get them into your head. Facebook and Twitter are not the place for it. Just grab a notebook, write it down. Nobody has to see it, but it's out. You're venting onto a page. And if you're working through something, you're working through it, and it's great, and you're going on that journey. And I know not nobody else is seeing it, but it if it's out, it's not stewing, and you're also not like embarrassing yourself mm-hmm. online by a journal. Yeah, which I will say, I was a little when we did the first mental health show. I was mm-hmm. a little concerned about it after we got off it, after we finished the call, and I, I thought, oh, should we have done that? I because it just felt a little, you know, a little narcissistic, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I, we went ahead and posted it, and then of course we got a very nice reaction to it, and we got some very nice emails from people, which I don't feel that I'm at liberty to read out loud because obviously I feel like they're private messages, and they were from people who are struggling with mental health, and they talked about how this episode. Just hearing people discuss it out loud was very helpful. So I thought, okay, all right. Then in some small instance, it, it did do some good. And there, as you mentioned, there was a, a bunch of really good comments over on our website about it. And and so, you know, we got, we haven't even really got into the whole notion of the pandemic of what we're living in. I mean, how, how much is that weighing on you being cooped up in your house? For some people, it, it's not as bothersome. And for other people, it's driving them just all off the, they're bouncing off the walls. It. It like ebbs and flows for me because, um, uh, you know, we, we shut down March 13th. That's, that's exactly when we did. We started working from home on March 15th. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so, um, I was very concerned at first, um, you know, but I, we were working and we were teaching and we were doing things. And once we got into a rhythm for that, I was able to, um, 
I was able to kind of click into that mode when I had to, and it, it kind of gets you through. I know, like, you know, it's like the last thing you feel like doing is your job, but if it's, mm-hmm. it almost provided like a distraction to a certain extent. Also, the fact that within, I think, about a week, we got an email from the central office saying, hey, we're paying you for the rest of your contract. And then I got my contract for next year. So it's the fact that I have a job through all of this. Um, and when a lot of people lost it, you know, so knock wooden and my wife has her job, you know, the fact that both of us are working right now and we're able to work remotely and I'm on summer break actually, but um, is, is, has been very, very helpful because we're not you know, so we're comfortable enough that we both have jobs. Um, we also, uh, you know, this is going to sound like a brag. I don't live in a mansion by any means, but I, we have a house with four bedrooms and a finished basement. So my wife works up here in the office. I work down in the basement. My son's in his room. So we can spend most of the day apart from one another. So we're not like right on top of one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that that really, really helps and that we have things to focus on. But, um, you know, I, you know, there are, there have been entire weeks where I'm just like, where I'm like, okay, I got this and we can do this. And there are entire weeks where I'm like, you know, this is just awful and I need to get out of here and need to go do something. Um, and I can't to the extent that I would like to. Um, and then, you know, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to eat my feelings for the next few days. So, <laughs> so it's, it, it, it's like, it's like waves of it for me where there are times where I'm like, oh, I can do this. But then like, you start to think too far, too far out. And like, when is this going to end? Because that's, I think that's the other thing that's really frustrating is that especially in my, in my job as a teacher, I'm so used to the cyclical nature of this job that I am, uh, you know, like I'm, at this point I'd be on vacation and then I'd be, um, going back to work in August and everything. So with, so there is an end point to everything, like a soft ending to everything year after year with this pandemic and all of this, it's like, it's just going to keep going and keep going. And I'm like, so you, it, you do get overwhelmed by it. I'm curious as how you're doing, cause you're, you're in an apartment, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how, how has that been going for you? Because I can't, like, like I said, I have, we have space here that we can, we can, you know, if we're, if we're getting on each other's nerves, we can kind of retreat to our corners. Um, and we don't get on each other's nerves to the point where like, you know, there it's been, it's been pretty, it's been going pretty well, but how, how have you been able to, to handle that being in an apartment with somebody else where you don't have that massive amount of more room than just a couple of rooms? Well, I mean, we are fortunate in that we, this is a relatively spacious apartment. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my decision to back when we were looking to get a place together, uh, at the end of the year, I was insistent on saying, look, you know, I'm going to, we, we're going to need to get two bedrooms cause I'm going to want to have another room to record just because that way I'm not inconveniencing you. I can shut the door and you can go and do what you need to do. And boy, mm-hmm. in retrospect, does that look like the wisdom of Solomon, uh, to, to have insisted on that because that really has worked out, uh, like quite well. Um, yeah, I mean, you, it's funny you mentioned about eating your feelings. I do take it as a personal victory that I have not gained 50 pounds while through this pandemic, you know, like just by the fact that I've managed to maintain, uh, and that has been due to the exercise. I mean, we used to have a, um, we had, a, we have a gym in this building and I used mm-hmm. to get up every morning and go down and run when it was too cold to go outside. And then thanks to the pandemic, the gym closed. And yeah. for about a month, there was a gap there where I wasn't going to the gym, but I wasn't running cause it was still pretty cold here in New Jersey it still stays pretty cold until like basically mid May. And I was a little like, Oh my God, this is all. But then boom, then it warmed up and I'm, I forced myself out every day. And as you mentioned, uh, then we're recording this at the very end of June. You're people listening to this. It's going to be in the beginning of July, but I will have run five miles every day in June, every Damn. single day. And which means I will have run 150 miles in the course of one month. Which, uh, as I looked, is is um, basically almost to New York and back from here. So <laughs> I wouldn't have to run up on the turnpike and pay, pay tolls. But uh, I mean, and that has been partly keeping me from really getting distressed because it feels good to get out and move around and then come back and be able to do other things. But I feel like I've moved. I've gotten up and I've, and I've gotten some sun. I've gotten some, you know, I got, I feel like uh, it was so gray here for a while. I was afraid it was going to get rickets or something. Oh, yeah. It was so ridiculous. But luckily I've been able to pick up a little bit of color and, and we are venturing out finally briefly here and there. Um, in terms of how it, I mean, it, it's, we're working from home and you know, it's funny. You mentioned working from home and, and you, you also mentioned about like writing in your journal and mm-hmm. that some things are not meant to be expressed publicly because they just don't come out right. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm living that because look, I certainly 
very much appreciate that I am gainfully employed and that my job really has not changed much other than I'm doing it from home. Everything else is very stable. I'm in the television business, and if anything, people are watching more television than they normally mm-hmm. are. So it's very stable. That said, there are times where I do feel like, hey, everyone else is living through a pandemic, and I'm living through a pandemic while still having to work 45 hours a week. Yeah. And there's times where I'm like, I need Excuse the language. I'm like, I need a fucking break from this. And I have taken a couple of sick days where I wasn't really sick because I'm like, I just need to not be working today. I need to be able to like go and record something or work on some notes or watch a movie and just not be dealing with the the, the, the day-to-day nonsense of my job. And like I said, I know there are people – I have friends that have been laid off. And I would not want to be in that situation because you need health insurance and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you know, I mean, there was a point where, and and I'm not going to get too much into the details of all this because of reasons, um, because comics. Uh, but but no, I in 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 the end of April, I had someone very close to me in the hospital, uh, and uh, and I couldn't go see them uh, because uh, of the pandemic. Yeah, they weren't allowing anybody to be seen, and um, this person, um, this person attempted suicide, mm-hmm. and and I had to deal with that, and it was very strange because it was like having to communicate with them via the phone only. It all felt so very remote that this is something that I would normally be dealing with much more hands on, and yet I was just it was just like somebody talking to somebody over the phone, and there was a point where. Um, I was like, how much more am I supposed to take? Like how much more pressure am I? And there were moments where, you know, somebody was giving me shit at my job and I wanted to just explode at them and say, do you have any fucking clue what I'm going through right now? Leave me the fuck alone. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going through a pandemic. I have someone who is, you know, in the hospital who is obviously deeply troubled and I don't have time for this nonsense. And, you know, we talked about earlier about the whole thing about capitalism. I mean, to me, I'm just like in a perfect world. They would just say, you know what, during a pandemic, nobody's working. Just, that's it. Just everybody just chill out. We're going to, you know, yeah. we are going to just pay everybody's salaries. We're going to have your health insurance. Everybody just take care of yourself. Don't try and go work uh, unless you really want to. And and I know that that's living in a, a the future of liberals want. Uh, but it, it, it really does feel at times where I'm like, how much more am I supposed to take on in my daily existence when I'm worried about the world cracking open through all this stuff and I'm supposed to worry about my job for 45 hours a week. It yeah. was just like Jiminy Christmas. And so, like I said, I have found those little things. I'm still recording because that's what gives me joy. I'm exercising as best I can. I'm trying to reach out to people. I'm, I'm trying to sort of trip hammer through my friends and, and go to them and just say, hey, how are you doing? Just even if yeah. it's just a couple of sentences, how are you doing? Are you doing all right? What's going on? Because that is helping me. And again, not only I feel like I'm helping other people, I'm helping myself and that I'm feeling more connected to these – to my friends out there who I can't spend time with physically because of what's going on. So those are the little things I'm doing to try and just get through this. Yeah, we we have a nice group on Twitter and, and through – like the fired water fitness group and stuff who will, who will just, we do well with distracting conversations. (laughs) Yes. Um, you know, because razzing Stella with, um, pictures of Dana Sterling is like Ange's favorite thing to do or (laughs) Clinton and I, you know, the, the Clinton Robinson coffee and comics ongoing conversations and things like that. But that, that is, that is a little bit of joy in the reason I kind of stick around on social media because, um, I do have a tendency to, in times like this, I do have a tendency to go back into my shell and just kind of retreat into my corner and, you know, really not talk to anybody. I'm like, no, I need to make sure that I'm talking to people, yep. you know, just even if it's about, you know, stuff that has nothing to do with current events, it's just, it's, it's mentally healthy. And, and you're right. Getting outside where you can, it's so odd that that's like this, it's not a cure all, but it's so helpful. Um, I have a deck with a, table and chairs on it it's very small but um you know i'll even on a humid day i'll like open up the umbrella because i'm backing up to woods and it's cool enough out there i'm like i will spend quite a while out there if i have work that i can do out there you know if i'm not on a zoom conference or something like that and um so it's kind of like an an auxiliary workspace for me and i've been trying to write more even if i if it doesn't get printed um, anywhere or something just 
in just general. Just the process like, of it. Yeah, just the process of it. And uh, sometimes, some days it goes really, really well, and there are other days, like the other day, where I was just like, for an hour, I was like, I have... I don't know what the hell to write about. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, that, that block that'll happen. Um, I have been, I've been slacking with the working out because for a while I was running a lot more on the treadmill, but then I stopped and then I would just kind of walk around for, uh, you know, for, for a long time so that I was getting the kind of calorie burn, but it's still, it's not as, 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 uh, as helpful as, as the running. So I need to get a little bit back on that, but I have listened to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. <laughs> Because there's no, when you're walking around for an hour, there's nothing else you can really do. Yeah. And I can't listen to podcasts while running. I have to have – Oh, really? I, I, I have to have a playlist that kind of helps me pace it's myself. So that's where I have the playlist full of like Green Day or – Oh, God, that's funny. You said Green Day. That's funny because Green Day is opening up this episode. That's the audio clip I picked. We didn't coordinate this. I just happened to pick that song. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just – and I I always find it funny, the music that spoke to me when I was a moody teenager (laughs) is now the music I just run to because I need to try to get – I'm trying to get like three – I'm trying to get a 5K done. Mm-hmm. Every time I step on the treadmill, it's just like 3.1 miles. I'm trying to do it under 45 minutes, and I'm just about there. I'm like 42. I'm trying to get under 40. You know, I'm like, how fast can I get myself going? Because outside, I can do it um, when I when I can. And luckily, around here, people have been really good about the social distancing. Yeah, when you run into yeah. them on the trails. Like, yeah. you'll walk or you'll jog. They might not be wearing a mask, but you come across people, and it's like six feet. Like yep. automatically, yep. We, we skirt all the way around each other. And my son and I went hiking yesterday in um, a local park, and we had the masks on whenever we saw people. But then um, there were huge stretches of that hike. There was nobody around, so there's no need to you know to to do that. And uh, so that was that was very helpful. But yeah, like you know, seeing seeing where we can kind of for us who are really being very disciplined about making sure that we're not overdoing it because more things are opening up around here that we kind of walk up to the line that we find is appropriate as far as getting out and going and do things. Um, but you know, keeping us and everybody else safe because knock wood, we're all healthy right now. Yeah. So we wouldn't want to, you know, so it has been like, okay, hiking on trails where like nobody else is around. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. But um, you know, getting together with a couple of friends, we know, you know, who are, who are okay. We've done that a couple of times. But you know, going to a bar, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. I'm, I, yeah, I mentioned uh, I run in the mornings now uh, because mm-hmm. it's just a much quieter. And even when I do run into somebody, uh, I, I make sure to cross the street while they're yeah. coming. And and I, it's as soon as I see them, I make sure that they see me crossing the street so I can indicate to them, hey, look, I'm not like some crazy person because I don't wear a mask when I'm running because it's Neither incredibly I. uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, it might even be. I don't know if I'd even be able to do it to be honest with you. But I, but when I, when I see that somebody sees me, I immediately cross the street or get as far mm-hmm. away from them as I can so that I can indicate to them silently. Hey, I'm not some lunatic who's going to come and like breathe on you. I'm going to I'm maintaining this this space. It's funny you mentioned about listening to things because that was definitely part of my mental health uh, mm-hmm. program in the last couple of months. Was um, one of the wonderful and I keep I keep bringing it back to this, but it's a big part of it. Was that uh, uh, starting in March, right after the we all started going to lockdown, um, after basically. Um, eight years of, of sort of silence, Bob Dylan started dropping new songs on his website. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is a huge deal. And it was like original material. And then they released – then they talked about that he was going to drop a new album. And for someone like me, that is just the biggest thing ever. These new mm-hmm. – you know, this is, this is as big an event for me as I get. And, and so I, he happened to schedule the, the release of his album on the day that I was already planned to be off, which was the day of the summer solstice. It's my favorite day of the year because it's the longest day of the year. So I took that day off, and we had made plans to go down to the shore to where uh, my girlfriend's family has a house down in Ocean City, which I love. And I sort of curated this day because it all fell together perfectly. I was like, oh, my God, Bob Dylan's releasing an album the same day I'm off. I'm going to go down to the like, – and I, I told her, I was like, all I want to do really – for this day is to be able to lay on that balcony that they have in their house overlooking ocean city Mm. with my iphone listening to the album that's all i want that is just lay in the sun and listen and i got to do that 
I got to do, we, we went over there and we spent time with them. They've been sequestered as well. We spent time with them. And then I just said, okay, I hate to be rude, everybody, but I'm going to go lay on the balcony and just listen to this record. And I listened to it, I think, three times all the way around, occasionally with their dog coming out and licking my face and then disappearing back again. And it was, even though it was just one day, it felt like such a release of pressure to just be like, okay, you're doing the exact thing you want to do. You're getting some sun. You're down in this part of the world that you really love. And you're listening to your, like your favorite thing in the world, which is something new from this man and uh, that you, that you, this artist that you admire so much. And so being able to do things like that is so vitally important. And it can feel, you can feel guilty about it because you know, there are so many people out there who don't have that opportunity. You know, I, there are people that don't have, relatives who have a house in Ocean City and I, you know you recognize that but it was for that day at least it was like oh this was such a remarkable amazing day that I got to do everything I wanted to do and come back and feel rested and feel just like okay I was all right it's not all horrible all the time I was able to do this thing to turn down the temperature a little bit and that was huge yeah well I mean there's um and the the see I've 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 lived with like the whole concept of I'm just in a constant cycle of feeling guilty um, hmm. for most of my life. Um, and I'm, I'm not Catholic, uh, <laughs> but, but I, there's only so much guilt. I, I'm like, you know, that I think we should hoist ourselves because I think everybody has something that they're escaping using. So like yeah. it was maybe a recent video game release or something like that. And I'm a, I'm not a big video game person um i've been i have been for about 45 minutes to an hour not every day but like maybe every couple of days here and there working my way through an entire season on the old nintendo baseball game bases loaded (laughs) which it's like it's 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 gonna take a very long time to do but like you know it's it's one of those games where you play a game you get a password at the end so you can keep playing your season and it's just like and and I, i i'm a I'm a baseball fan anyway, and I kind of miss baseball, so oh, I'll watch like highlights too, yeah. on YouTube and stuff. So, so I'm like, well, this is kind of fun to do, and it really is. And, and I, the, I like a video game that I can finish within a certain time, and I don't have to sit there and have a prolonged playing experience because I either get impatient or I do feel a little bit guilty, like I'm ignoring everything else. Um, so I'll, I'll do that. So it's one of those escapes. But I know, like you know, a, a couple of people who uh, something recently came out, and they were like, oh, I'm gonna do this all weekend. I'm like, you know, you go ahead and do that. And I even know people who are like, you know, they binge certain TV shows and, and watch certain movies. And, you know, one of the, one of the best podcasts, one of the best professionally done podcasts that I listen to is called keep it. It's, um, three hosts and they, they talk about, um, pop culture through the lens of uh, people who are, are black and queer and, uh, you know, kind of, and, and, and really, and they're also all millennials, so they're a lot younger, but they, they have been opening each show during this pandemic with what have you been watching? Because like, you know, we all do need to escape despite all the real stuff that's been going on. So, you know, if you've got an escape through like listening to Dylan's latest album and I'm sitting here, you know, reading comics or, you know, alternating my books between something that's like really educational for me in terms of current events, and what's going on. And, you know, the new teen Titans issue that we were talking about for mountain comics, you know, <laughs> right? like there's, I think that's, I think that's healthy um, that you can't constantly go through all the intense pop culture, like the intense cultural stuff, like all the time. And you can't yeah. keep yourself looking. You have to, you have to ease up. Um, even if you're in the middle of it, you, you probably will find yourself needing to ease up because you're going to, you're going to crack. Yeah. You're going to burn yourself out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. said it, it is it's so, we are so fortunate in that we're living in this – again, can you imagine trying to go through this pre-social media? I, I How cut off everybody would feel at that point. It would just be – I can't wrap my head around it. Uh, and luckily, yeah. so we live in this time that we can do this and we can communicate with one another and be able to, to check in on everybody and see how everybody everybody else is doing. And you mentioned, yeah, the the um, – the, the, uh, Geek Fitness Group that we have on Facebook is great and it's growing. We have like even more members than we did back in back in November, and it's a great supportive group. And you know we're we're at the hour mark here, mm-hmm. Tom. And the, I don't think we've solved anything, but of course <laughs> we weren't. There was no chance we were going to. Um, but I, what I would like to do though uh, is I would like to to maybe commit to this to where we don't let 
um, eight months go by before we yeah. do this again and maybe make it a little more of a regular thing to just for everyone else to check in on us and check in. You, know, you can let us know how you're doing in the comments over on the website, which is at fireandwaterpodcast.com, yeah. over at the fitness group too, because like I said it's it's physical health is so important, and of course it's tied to mental health, but but we ignore mental health so readily because it makes there's this presumption of weakness or whatever, and that is just so not. Uh, so not the case, and and it, it always it helps so much to be able to speak to a friend, speak to a relative, a loved one, or something, or just even you know, as you talked about, just involving yourself in something that you love. Yeah, uh, just that brief little respite really helps you sort of fight another day, uh, yeah. and that's an important thing because you, there's lots of things to fight for out there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so. Yeah, and and I'm you know, granted I was still doing therapy. I was doing therapy sessions by, via Zoom, and uh, but the next time we talk, whether it be in a month or two, um, I actually have to change therapists because my therapist is retiring. Oh no! So oh, yeah, so so I have a, an appointment with a new one in a few weeks. So th- there's that experience. I'm like, okay, this will be interesting to to be able to to look at and talk about. But you're right. It's it's. Um, and I also want to like. I know we've gotten a, a number of emails and comments from people on our first one, and it's almost. I almost want to put it out there that if somebody's got something that they would be like, "Hey, read this on the air," um, whether it be advice or commiserating with us or whatever, that we could talk about or further the conversation. Feel free to, I don't know, indicate that. That would be in great. Whatever communication yes. you send us, and that way we know that we could, because I think we tend to default to not reading something on the air with Absolutely. a topic like this. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. that would be a great suggestion. So you can email the network at, or you go to our contact page and you can send us an email. Yeah, and if you have something that you would like Tom and I to read on the air, something you would like to share, please let us know and you can make it clear that this is okay to read. Because I said, as you, as you just said, Tom, you default to, well, this is private, so I'm not going to yeah. read this on it. Even without a name attached to it, I don't necessarily want to share someone's story without their permission. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that would be incredibly helpful. And again, this is something we should probably do a little more often. I make sure to post on the Fire and Water Fitness page every day because I'm running every day. And I will admit that's part of the, the joy I get from it is knowing that when I'm, when I'm finishing my five miles, I get to tell people. There's absolutely part of it when I'm, oh, when, yeah. I'm when I'm coming back up the stairs, fi- having finished my five miles, I'm immediately typing ran five miles, hitting post because that is part of it, and it is be able to communicate with everybody is such an important thing. So, so I think we're going to wrap it up here. Again, if you want to comment, you can email us or you can leave a comment over on the website, which is fireandwaterpodcast.com. Let us know how you're doing, and you know. Reach out to somebody, reach out to a friend, reach out to even if somebody, even if you just write one, two sentences, how are you doing? I think that's a worthwhile thing. And that is what Tom and I are doing here. And so I'm really glad we got a chance to do this again. And like I said, I'm going to promise on the air, we're not going to let this go for another eight months like we did last time. Because Lord knows we're living eight months every two weeks at this point. Yeah, I know. Jeez. (laughs) So so anyway, so Tom, thank you so much for, for coming back and doing this again with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Rob. This is really, really cool. All right, everybody said thanks, everybody, for listening. And you can leave comments on the website or shoot us an email. We really would appreciate it. And I'm going to end this show like I ended the last one. It's a quote, the words of George Carlin. Take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. Looking at it.